0: You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode.
1: Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. And once again, we get Cassandra, my wife. So we're we're on a roll. I'm not sure how many in a row this is, but...
0: Yeah, we are on a roll.
1: We need to keep this up because I'm sure our listeners like it better. I know I, I enjoy having you on here just because I have somebody else that ask questions that I don't think about. So, we, uh, we're, what, a couple weeks away from Christmas time or Christmas day. I guess it is Christmas time. Yeah, but a few weeks. So, yeah, I hope all of you are doing well. Today's episode is 237, and today's subject is properly detoxing from mold toxicity. So, when you hear the term mold toxicity, what does that mean to you?
0: Mold sickness.
1: Okay. And... So would you think that mold sickness is just the same as mold exposure? No. And why would you say that?
0: Because you could be exposed to mold and not get sick from it.
1: Which leads me into kind of what I wanted to say to our listeners is, is we're always being exposed to mold. All of us are. Mold's naturally present, but we all react differently to mold. So, you know, there could be a major mold infestation in your house and I hear this all the time. It's usually always the women that reach out because the men just poo it away and we're like, oh, it's fine. I'm not sick. It's all in your head. But you could have a mold infestation in your home and only one of you is experiencing mold sickness or mold toxicity. So when I think of mold toxicity, at that point, this is just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. You've been exposed to mold. You obviously have mold sickness symptoms, and then you go get tested for mold toxicity or mycotoxins, and you are positive for that.
0: Which requires testing. I think that's one thing. So many of the mold sickness symptoms mimic a lot of other diagnoses, so it's so important to get the testing because you need it confirmed that what's causing those symptoms is actually mold sickness.
1: Exactly. And I think here in a couple of weeks, the last episode we do for this year is the most common questions uh, that, that I get. And one of them is, is mold making me sick? And it's a very valid question. But on the other hand, it's a. I tell my clients all the time, we don't know until you get tested. And We've done episodes about it. You know, if you're going to go down the path of really detoxing and doing everything properly, if you're going to get lawyers involved, if it's, you know, that type of situation, it is crucial that you do the medical side of testing. Because otherwise, you know, I can go in there from my point of view, as far as the inspection side, the air testing, tape lifts, and say, yeah, here's these molds. Uh, that we detected, but if you don't have your body tested, it's kind of hard to prove you got sick from that. But we can also, once again, whether it's a legal case or not, we can actually look at the the inspection results, the air test results, and the mycotoxin testing and say, yes, you tested positive for this mycotoxin, which is from this mold type, which was detected in the air. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It's kind of a, a deep rabbit hole we went down, but To go back to what you said, you have to get tested. Like, that's the only way you're going to know how to deal with it. Like, if you get cancer, they don't treat cancer the same, you know, if it's breast cancer versus colon cancer. They treat them differently. So you have to know which mycotoxins you have in order to detox properly.
0: That's very true. And you have to be willing to find a doctor who actually knows what they're doing when it comes to mold testing. And mold diagnosis. Not every doctor is created equal, and so if you go to a doctor or your general practitioner and they're like, "Ah, oh, mold's not a big issue," you probably should find another
1: doctor. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know we've talked about it before. It's no different than what I do. There are some clients that are not right for me, and it's not because we just don't get along. It's just I I have to believe what they're believing, and if they want to blame you know everything on mold. I look at him like, well, you know, it could be other things. If you're dead set on something and your doctor's not or I'm not, then it's the wrong person to be dealing with. And it's hard. I, I hear it all the time and I get it. Most of the doctors out there, like Dr. Fox, they're functional medicine doctors. They don't take insurance. It's all self-pay and it's not cheap. But the reason why is because of their expertise.
0: 100%. And if you haven't listened to... That episode with Dr. Terry Fox, it's definitely something you want to find on the podcast. Yeah, it's we also have Oh, 2.13, episode 2.13 with Dr. Terry Fox, and also a YouTube, on your YouTube channel, we have the video, don't we? Yes. Of yep. the video interview. So yeah. if you prefer video, you can look for it on YouTube, Toxic Mold yeah. Podcast, Dr. Terry Fox, and it'll come up.
1: Yeah, just listen to it. I hate being on video.
0: <laughs> it's a good, it's a really good interview. You don't want, certainly, if you are concerned about mold toxicity and mold yes. illness, you're going to want to hear what Doctor Fox has to exactly. say. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and it's you know, it, I just mentioned it. It's it's expensive to pay these doctors, so we were fortunate to be able to. It was about an hour, mm-hmm. and hopefully, we'll do it again. I know I've told our listeners this. It's so they already know. They hear it all the time from me. I'm not tech savvy. But it was a lot of work because the post production and like right now it's the only thing on our YouTube channel. Hopefully that's going to change very soon. But it's it's just a lot of work. And as much as I like to have guests, and I know our listeners would appreciate it, it's it takes a lot of work, yeah. and a lot of time.
0: Well, and it's something that we're we're looking at bringing into the podcast more and more in 2024, and definitely in 2025. Yeah, bringing stories of recovery from things like Mold Sickness by the people who've gone through it, bringing other experts, different kinds of experts on. It's just going to take us some time to get that done.
1: But it is, it's a good, it's episode 213. I think we did it in June of this year. So June of 2023. It's a great, it's a lot longer than most of our episodes. It's about an hour. Most of our episodes are about 15 to 20 minutes, but it, there's a lot of good information. And so one of our questions, I'm sure that our listeners are wondering, like so where do they get tested? Cuz I hear it all the time, well I can't afford the doctor, but is there somewhere I can get tested on my own? And there are several labs out there. Great Plains Lab, I believe they're the ones that just changed their name to like Mosaic or something odd. But talking with Dr. Fox, she said Vibrant Wellness was that's one of her preferred ways of doing it. And you guys will have to listen, or guys and gals, you'll have to listen to that episode. She talks about the difference between a urine test and a blood test. Mm-hmm. And I if I remember right, there there was some sort of test that she gives you a shot. They do something and then they give you a shot and then an hour later you come back in and they actually take the sample. Do you recall that?
0: Yeah, something like that. I don't remember what she said though, but that's why you you listen to episode yeah. 213.
1: And I guess my point is is you sh- you have to work with the doctor. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but also on the other hand, you you have to work with a mold expert too. Yep. And you know, when I say a mold expert, somebody on site, the blue collar side, the the person that's going to do the the person that's gonna do the inspection and then the testing for that side of things. And when I say the testing, they're gonna do your air testing, they're gonna do tape lifts and things like that. Whereas the doctor's gonna do the blood work or the urine test. Correct.
0: And anytime you're dealing with a health issue that you really want to figure out, you don't need just one person. You need a team of people who support you. And that includes having a mold expert who knows the mold mitigation side and having a doctor who has expertise in mold illness.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it, it brings up a type of testing i'm sure our listeners have heard me talk about it we did two episodes i don't even recall what numbers they were but they were in the low teens so it's been years ago that we did it but it was the ermie and hurts me testing and they've heard us talk about it and i i hope our listeners understand i'm not i've i've never said never do an ermie test i'm just not a fan of it and the reason i'm not is because that's more of the doctor's side of things, in my opinion. Like, do I believe that it's relevant for me and what I do? No. Does Dr. Fox believe it's relevant? She does. And most functional medicine doctors do because that's a DNA test for mold. And so I just kind of wanted to cover that. Like, it, I don't want our listeners to think, oh, Steve just says you don't need an ermy test. I'm not saying that. But when it comes to what I do, we don't.
0: Well, but I also think it's really important not to be... Not to put all of your eggs in anybody's one basket. You know, when we think about measuring things like blood sugar levels, you can go and get an A1C one time, but that is a snapshot of where your blood sugar level is that one day, that one hour, that one time. Right. Whereas if you wear a continuous glucose monitor, you are seeing... Real data in the moment, twenty four seven. If I'm the person who has to decide which is more accurate, I'm gonna choose the continuous glucose monitor. I'm not well, gonna choose the A one C. Well, on
1: a on a personal level, we both talked our doctors into getting those. But how long did it take you?
0: Oh, three years. I had to, I had to fight for to get it to get right. a continuous glucose monitor because I'm not diabetic for three years. Right. But I'm saying when you're. But late, I guess my
1: point is is that's how consistent you have to be.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Like you have to push the doctors. You do. And, and,
0: but that's why I'm saying before you put all of your heart and soul and say this one test is going to tell me everything I need to know, you need to ask yourself, is this one test giving me real-time continuous data? Mm-hmm. Is this test giving me just a snapshot on a particular day in a particular room in a particular part of the room? Like those are some of the things with mold testing, that, which is why it's probably better to do multiple types of testing.
1: Yep not yes. just one which which brings up that's why running only an air test in my opinion is a waste of your time and money <laughs> because and I see it a lot on social media but I I will have people that reach out to me and say hey here I got these test results back what can you tell me if if that's all you did it's it, there's not a whole lot I can tell you you should have an inspection done with it plus on top of that if you're only doing air testing that's a snapshot of that minute of that hour of that day depending on the barometric pressures if your air handler's been running like it's not an accurate test that's why we we i like to do obviously we do an inspection we do air testing and tape lifts then on top of that if you want to do something like an Ermi test which is more of a dust sampling you can cover multiple bases versus all you're doing is an ERMI test because your doctor told you.
0: 100%. And besides, mold is one piece of your indoor air quality. One of the reasons we use a Luft. Is it Luft? Luft. A Luft. <laughs> a Luft. I call it Lufty. One of the reasons we keep a Luft in our home is because we don't want to just look for and monitor mold. That's one of the facets of indoor air yep. quality. We want something that is in our home that we can look on our phone on an app and we can see when it goes red what indoor air quality thing is causing it to go red because your mold toxicity may not simply be from mold it might be from other indoor air quality issues that if you don't have like a luft in your home you can't monitor it
1: exactly and i mean you said it to me today when's the last time i checked my blood pressure and you know we have a doctor's appointment coming up for me and you're like well we have to have data for this doctor and it's the same way with with our listeners and, and mold in their home you have to have data to go off of. Because if you call me or any mold specialist and all you can say is, well, I don't know, it smells like mold and my husband doesn't think it's mold, but I think it is, but I don't know. Like, if you don't have any information, if I ask you, was there a recent moisture intrusion event? Do you monitor the humidity? Do you have a loof Or any sort of air quality monitoring device in the home? If you have nothing, it's hard to go off of. Like, you know, it's interesting because... I don't pay attention to the Luft or loofty like you like to call well, it.
0: Well, I want to explain real quick because the Luft is it does not measure mold. So no. I want to be super clear, but explain what the device is and what it measures and why it's important, especially if you're listening to a podcast about mold to measure other things.
1: Yeah, So it measures six different things. Radon. So the company that makes it is Sun Nuclear. And the reason I came across it was those, those, are, what, those are what my radon monitors are is Sun Nuclear. But it, re- it reads and measures radon. Then it measures the TVOCs. Uh, then it measures the uh, humidity, air pressure, temperature, and one other thing. What's the other thing? CO2? Uh, Yes, the CO2. And it's not CO, it's the CO2. So the CO2 would be what we breathe out after we've inhaled. So that would just tell you, you know, if the the air quality is good. The reason that I bought the unit was obviously to measure the radon and the humidity. And so, like you said, it doesn't... It doesn't tell you, and I'm not aware of any machine out there, when I say machine, a unit that you can purchase that will tell you if there's mold or not in your house. I don't know if there's any machine out there. I doubt that there is. The technology is just not there. Now, professionally, we can do it. But my point is, is this can measure enough things that we can monitor and look at it and say, okay, you know, Jane called me. She's got a loof, She's only had it for two months. Three weeks ago, she started feeling sick. Well, she can send me those results and I can look at the looft and I can look at it and say, okay, so all of a sudden we had a, a major spike in the humidity. Did something happen? And then we can gather all that information and come to a conclusion.
0: Exactly. And we'll be sure to put a link to the looft monitor uh, in the comments so that you can check it out. But again, if you're somebody who wears a Garmin watch, so you track your sleep, you track your steps. If you're somebody who wears an Oura ring, you track your temperature. Like We're in the age of wearable devices that track everything about our bodies. So when we go to a doctor, we can say, hey, here's all the data for the last three months. You want to be just as vigilant with your home.
1: Exactly. And so I don't want to rush this part, but it's Our listeners want to hear this part, like, so what do they do to detox from mold? Like, that's an important part of the process, and I mentioned it before, this is why you have to have a doctor involved. Depending on the mycotoxins that are in your body will determine the type of detoxing you do. But, first and foremost, you cannot heal from mold toxicity Unless you get away from the mold exposure, well, you have to.
0: And let's just, that's a universal law of life. You cannot heal in the same place that made you sick, whether that's emotional or physical or medical, you will never heal exactly. in the same place that's making you yep. sick.
1: Yep. And so, you know, as far as the the medical side of it, a lot of times, and, you know, Dr. Fox mentioned it a little bit, but once again, she's a doctor. She has to be really careful what she was saying. But for the most part, the detox part is, you know, like binders, antifungals, things like that. Some things are prescribed, some aren't. Um Charcoal, activated charcoal was one of them. But for the most part, for our listeners that are like, okay, Steve, like, I just want to know what I got to do. You can't just run out and go buy some binders or you know, charcoal and think you're going to detox from the mold. You need to consult with a doctor. And I get it. It, It's expensive, but maybe you can find a doctor that that takes your insurance. But you you should do it in conjunction with a doctor.
0: Well, and with a doctor who actually cares, I cannot say it enough. If a doctor is not asking you a series of questions about you and your specific situation, that is probably not the right doctor for you.
1: But make sure, like we talked about, though, you know, usually you bring it up. So it's surprising that I am. But keep a diary yep. and keep documentation. And that way, when you go into the doctor, you can say, hey, here's when symptoms started. Here's what's going on. If you go into the doctor and have no information, it's going to cost more money because they have to do more work. And obviously, it's no different than me. Like my time is money and I can't sit here and do all this stuff for you and help you out for a cheap price if you haven't done anything on your end
0: well and remember it's not just physical symptoms that you're documenting do you are you noticing that you're experiencing more anxiety more depression more you want to log all of it brain fog you want to log not just cognitive impairments you want to log all the details
1: and i believe in the mold 101 digital package don't we have a checklist or sheets that they can fill all that out on but anyways they, they can put it in their notes in their phone or a simple notebook. So just make sure, you know, for our listeners that you understand, you have to remove yourself from the moldy environment. You need to consult with a doctor. It's not for the most part, Dr. Fox said this isn't, uh, it takes two years to detox from. She even said that you could still be living in the moldy environment if you can't move out and they can start treating it to reduce the symptoms. You know, and these are people that have severe brain fog and, you know, it can cause anxiety, irritability. There's a lot of things it can cause. It's not just a runny nose or stuffy nose or you know, headaches or things like that. It can be pretty major things.
0: Well, and I think it's important you educate yourself on what the signs of mold toxicity are. That's a good thing that you can Google. You can go on YouTube. You can look up. But then you go to like, what is the ICI ICI website so you can find doctors with the proper qualifications.
1: Yep. And that's Dr. Fox is the one that recommended that. Those are mold literate doctors. There's also Like for the ERMI side of things, Dr. Schumacher, uh, he has a like a Schumacher, I'm not sure even what it's called. Yeah, approved or certified. Um, I'm not advocating for one person or the other. Just make sure they're mold literate and they know what they're talking about. If if they're like you said earlier, oh, mold's not going to make you sick. It's everywhere. You probably should find a different doctor. And there are plenty of them out there. So.
0: Yeah. And, and if you were in a family system where you're the person who's concerned about the mold, but your spouse or your partner's like, oh, mold's not an issue. Just Google it. Go to Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast and make them listen to a few episodes. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to put in front of people yeah. the data and the proof yep. so they understand how serious mold can be. Yeah.
1: And it, and it kind of it brings me back to, you know, to wrap everything up that, that don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't listen to this podcast and go, oh, that's that's the root of all my problems. Steve and his wife just answered everything. Because if you're, if, if you're going to go that route, you seem extremely biased. And like you said, it can be way more than mold. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah. You, you know, your body and your health are very complicated, just like mold is.
0: But that's why you want to track a lot before you're in a situation where you're concerned that something has led to mold toxicity. You wear a Garmin watch you track your blood pressure, you want to track the levels of things that you can track going on in your home.
1: Exactly. All right. The call to action is if you do think that you're sick at all, just make sure that you start doing documentation, do some research, listen to more of our podcasts. We're on episode 237. We've covered a lot of things. And, you know, some of the subjects are similar because we do this every week, but there's plenty of of information out there that's not related to us, but you know, just go out there and do something. We also have a free course on Udemy. Which uh, how long has it been since we've posted that course? I don't know. It's been a couple years.
0: Yeah, we probably need to update it too.
1: And it's free. Yes, uh, so
0: you can do it right on Udemy.
1: Yep. So go out there, and I will put a link in the description of this podcast. But go and take that course. Uh, it is completely free. You just have to have an account with Udemy, but Go ahead and do that. I appreciate all of you listening. It is episode 237. Christmas is coming soon, so I hope all of you have a happy holiday season, uh, however you uh, celebrate it. I say Christmas, but some people have other things.